In our world of duality, we share space with both light and dark. Special guest Anna Smith unravels the secrets of the mysterious world of dark energies and its impact on our lives. Get ready to explore the unseen forces that surround us on Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Linda Lang. Hi, this is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. We are exploring the mystical side of life once again this week. If you enjoy our conversations, remember to subscribe, share with a friend. Today, we are talking about the dark side. I have Anna Schmidt with me. Anna is a paranormal investigator and an energy worker who heals houses and properties. Welcome, Anna. Thank you, Linda. It is lovely to be here with you today. The topic is something that many light workers really shy away from or pretend isn't even there. So can we start with talking a little bit about how there is a dark side and we need to be aware of it? Yes, very much so. When I talk to people about the work that I do, I always explain it as we need balance in the universe. So we have the light, we have the dark. They are the balance of the universe. They are the balance within us. We have both light and dark. They both have purposes and they both teach us a lot about ourselves. We might be able to talk a little bit about that today. That would be wonderful, actually, because there is a purpose to all of this. It's not necessarily you know, good, rainbows and unicorns, and bad, darkness and evil. No, paranormal beings aren't actually evil. They are drawn to us because of the negative energetic imprints that we create through our emotions, through our thoughts, words, actions, reactions, what we create with our emotions and the traumatic experiences we go through and how we how we react to them. So what we create vibrationally, because we're talking about energy beings, the dark energy beings are all attracted to different types of emotional imprints. So I'm talking about things like hostility, conflict, sadness, loneliness, grief. There are millions of emotions. When I do my house clearing work, I have a list of about 100 that I go through that are my go-to emotions. So we're energy beings that create vibrations every single day, positive and negative. You know, it's just who we are through being triggered by the environment, being triggered by life experiences, being triggered by what's going on around us. When you're aware of the dark energy beings, they're not what you see in the movies. Society has portrayed them as being bad and evil and they're going to kill you not the case. I've been doing this work, like I'm 54. I've been doing this work for 30 plus years. You know, I'm still here, still got all my faculties, still got all my limbs, never had any really traumatizing, horrible experiences that they have caused. They simply feed off what we create. Sometimes they're a little bit sneaky and they will enhance our lives and our environment to get us 
well, to trigger us to create those emotions. So I always say to people, I give myself as an example a lot. I create resentment. That is my go-to trigger emotion in a negative way. If someone upsets me, in my mind, I will get resentful. Now, because I'm aware of this through my energy clearing process that I do, I work on not creating resentment. So if a situation is put in front of me, I think about it. Okay, do I want to get resentful? No, actually, I want to work out another way to manage my emotions, to manage my behaviours so I don't create resentment. And then I don't attract the paranormal beings that I then have to clear. Now, one thing I always say to people, they're not attracted to one episode of resentment. So that's that one thought. It is a build-up of resentment or a build-up of hostility or loneliness or abandonment. Whatever the individual is going through in their lives, everyone has trigger emotions. I've got friends who are full of unworthy. They just feel so unworthy all the time. And they're coming to me going, I don't feel well now. And I'm like, okay, let me tune into you. I look at a photo of the person. I do my dowsing and I'll say, yep, there's some unworthy there. There might be 200, say 230 episodes. And I'll go, okay, what happened to you in the last six months? Because when I do my dowsing, I will identify the emotion, the number of episodes, whether you've created it or absorbed it from someone else and when. And I'll say to them, you know, there's 230-odd episodes of Unworthy here. You created that six months ago. And they'll go, oh, yeah, I lost my job, you know, and I'm still feeling really unworthy about this. So the person is attracting the paranormal beings. I can remove the paranormal beings and the build-up of those emotions. But unless the person does some work on themselves or sees a counsellor or a mental health worker, then the paranormal beings will come back because that is your trigger emotion. I know with resentment, if I don't create it, I don't attract them. Anna, can you tell us what paranormal beings are? Paranormal beings are just pure energy. People like to think of angels, archangels, spirit guides, all that light, fluffy stuff. They're just energy too. Cosmic beings, which I call the extraterrestrials, they're just another whole realm of energy you know the elementals are energy the fairies the pixies all the all the land caring energies so paranormal beings are a denser form of energy when people start working on their spiritual path they'll connect to the higher vibrational beings and they'll feel light and warm and fuzzy and they might get this little touch on their hair or they see them in their dreams and they feel really good and uplifted Paranormal beings, because they're denser in energy, they affect us in negative ways. We'll feel negative body symptoms just because they're energy and they get close to us. So they can be in our homes, but they can also be within our sort of personal energy fields, within our meridian lines, our chakras. They're attracted to energy, you know. So like attracts like. This is what I say to people. It's a really simple message. They are just pure energy in a denser form. And within that form, there's lots of different levels of density. Can they influence our perspective or 
our interpretation of life, our reactions. They enhance what is already there within the person. People will quite often say, oh, you know, the devil made me do it. You know, they're passing the buck. They're placing blame on something else. Or you made me do it. And I go, no, actually, they're enhancing what is already within you. So because I I create resentment, this is just a prime example, they know I create resentment. So sometimes there'll be situations put in my way as a little test to see whether, let's see if we can get her to create resentment. And if she builds up enough, then we can feed off it. And they're like, more ha, 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 ha. This is their sort of mentality. So it's a little bit of game play. I see them as playing the game. So if you don't create those negative vibrations, especially your particular trigger emotions, they're not interested in you. They're not going to come near you. They don't hurt or harm us, but they can affect the physical body and our energy bodies in negative ways. So they can affect our sleeping patterns, our eating patterns, our behavioural patterns, the way we react. I have a friend. I like to give lots of examples, so I hope that's okay. I'm not going to mention any names. She's a really placid lady, placid, beautiful mum. She works, lovely relationship with her husband. We know when she goes off the rails that she's attracted paranormal beings because she has anger and rage and hostility within her because of her life experiences that she went through as a child. And she still hasn't quite got to the core issue to be able to shift that fully. So she still creates rage and anger and hostility. She doesn't mean to. It's not intentional. But we know that when she goes totally off the rails, she's seen her doctor. She has a mental health professional, a psychologist. And they're like, can't find anything wrong with you. We can't pinpoint what it is. So then they'll come to me and we're like, I think she needs a clearing. And I'll just tune into her photo. And yes, there will be rage, hostility. And I can outline like I did before, roughly when she created it. And she can think back to when she created it. And she'll go, okay, so I need to work on that. She's in that at the moment. Like she's really seriously ready now to work on not creating those emotions because it really does tip her life upside down. And then the house is full of paranormals and within herself and it affects her relationship with her partner and her children and her work as well. So these are not necessarily disembodied spirits or the spirits of humans who've crossed over. No, these are, well, if we look at the angelic example again, they've never been human. They're simply pure energy in a higher form. So spirits are soul energy, as I call it, that have left the physical body, that are on their way back to mass consciousness, heaven, whatever people want to call it. The denser energies are the exact opposite of the angelic beings. They're just pure energy. I don't know where they come from. They don't always give me the details. I do ask questions because that's how I wrote my book called The Darkness Around Us, to help educate people about these beings and not be frightened of them. I'm seriously not frightened of them at all, whether they be dark or demonic level beings. And the two differentiations between those two levels of energy is that the dark energies, I give people the example of an army. 
So the dark energy beings are the soldiers. They're the footmen. And their energy is is dense, but it's not as dense or dark as the demonic level beings, who I consider to be the sub-commanders, the legion generals. They're the, they're the ones given the orders. So they're the two different levels that I work with within my work. Now, they've allowed me to use those words because it's a respect for them. And as we respect each other as human beings, we respect our guides, angels, and archangels, dark and demonic level beings demand respect. I can work with them because I respect them and I talk to them as I'm talking to you now when I'm doing my work. I do a lot of verbalization when I'm clearing these beings and they respect me because I respect them. So it's that universal law of what you put out is what you get back. So people that are fearful of them or call them out and use just you know inappropriate language, they're just creating resentment within them. And then they may follow you home and start flickering the lights and infecting your dreams and causing problems. So if you come at it from a respect angle, you're going to get respect back most of the time. There are a few rebels in every part of reality. There are always those that don't want to follow the rules, but there's not that many of them. And I've, I've worked out a process to deal with them as well. How common is it for people to have these kind of attachments? You can't measure this, but I would say from my 35 plus years of experience, at least 70 to 80% of the population will have some sort of attachment because we're all going through experiences that challenge us and we create these negative emotions. The message is really simple, is that Dark and demonic beings are energetic feeders. They feed off the emotions that we create, the negative emotions. If you don't create those emotions, they're not interested. They don't care. They just move on to the next person. You know, so they are within us, within the public. People quite often, when they have an energy clearing from me, I will send them an aftercare sheet before I do the clearing. So this outlines some of the signs and symptoms of how their body and their energy is going to go through what I call the detox. When you've been carrying around a, I describe it as a backpack full of rocks. Okay, so we're gonna think of the emotions and the paranormal beings in a backpack on your back. When Anna comes along and starts removing them, you know, they've been there 20, 30 years. Some people have had them for 50 years. When you start removing them, the person's like, I feel different. I can stand up different. My energy is different. My thought patterns have changed. People get so used to carrying these beings around with them that when you remove them, it's almost like, I don't know who I am in a sense of my body feels different. I feel different. And that's normal. I know when they step into my space because I'm a bit of a sponge. As much as I use protection methods, you can't protect yourself 100% from these energy beings. If I'm around my friend that I mentioned earlier and she's, having, she's just going through some really bad stuff, I will absorb her hostility or her resentment because that's my trigger. That's what comes to me. And then... I was great when I went to see them and I felt really light and I was aware of how my energy feels. And when I get home and I'm getting ready to go to bed or I'm doing an activity outside, I'm like, 
don't feel right. I feel like I've got brain fog and my stomach might be hurting. They affect me in a physical way, these paranormal beings, because I've got a physical disability with my legs, so my walking might change. So it's an awareness of when your energy changes for me. I know when I've attracted them. But some people carry them around for 20, 30, 40 years, and they don't even know that they're there. They just think that they sleep bad or they've got terrible eating patterns or they just treat people in a bad way because that is what they do. There is that underlying feature within that person that they may treat people disrespectfully but the paranormal beings enhance it because when they enhance it they make more food because that's just what they do they're looking after themselves basically really simple if someone does use some type of protection exercise maybe they use white light or they smudge or use holy water or salt how effective is that to releasing or repelling these energies? Releasing? No, doesn't work. Doesn't work. I have been in people's homes where they have saged and saged and saged and they've had drumming ceremonies and they've had people in doing lots of different processes. Unless you remove the energetic imprints that they're attached to these are the little pools of energy pools of resentment or or hatred or guilt or abandonment or loneliness despair unless you remove that they're not going anywhere they're just going to stay there and feed off it because they're attracted to the energy they're not attracted to people they don't care what your skin color is what your hair color is we are simply energy in these physical bodies they're attracted to the energy. So I find sage doesn't work, salt doesn't work. That's just my opinion. Some people say it does. But I do say if you use saging, drumming, salt, holy water, that raises the vibration of your home. It raises the vibration. But you have to clear out all the imprints first before you can start raising the vibration, then you have to work on yourself. Now, it's not easy. There's no easy path. People will often say to me, oh, you've done the clearing. Does that mean my house is going to be great forever? And I just say to them, no, I'm not out to lie to people. You have to be aware of. So we've cleared, we've cleared the imprints from a home. Say the home is 80 years old, six different families have lived there. We've cleared all the imprints from those 80 years. Now you're there with your family. Now it's all about what you create within your home. So when people don't create lower vibrational emotions, they're not going to have the paranormal beings in their home. It's just a really simple message. You can raise the vibration of your home with all those tools that you mentioned, but there's no quick fix to remove paranormal beings from the homes. This is just my perspective. And all the years I've been doing this work all around the world, it's the imprints, because these beings are energy, they're drawn to the negative energy that they vibrate at. And there is a significant shift in energy in that space once those entities are released. Absolutely. It's like an energetic spring clean. You can go through your home and you can clean the carpets and wash the walls and wash the curtains. But unless a home is energetically clean, 
paranormal beings will just hang around and people just assume that that it, my house just feels this way you know they move in and they're like oh you know that room feels a bit strange or I can't sleep in that particular location in the bedroom or they're like the garden just feel there's something odd about the garden it's because there is a build-up of those paranormal beings in that space and they tend to just stay where those imprints are that is just their, it's just their behaviour. From what I've experienced over these years and from what I wrote in my book, to educate people, this is my perspective. There'll be other people in the world that have their own perspectives about this. I know my process works. That's not ego. I just know through all the years of experience and all the work that I've done on myself, people were telling me, like, this works. This works. I need to work on myself because I just create hatred all the time. And people are now shifting away from creating those emotions and they feel great. They simply feel really good within themselves and they're not attracting the spookies, as I call them. Can you unconditionally love one of these dark energies into the light? They don't understand love. As you could imagine, it is a vibration that is totally at the other end of the scale compared to them but they do understand respect when i started doing this work i would simply ask that they leave the property when i work with clearing homes is that the agreement is that i have been professionally employed to clear this address so the paranormal beings have to leave that property and also stay out of my home because when I do a clearing, when energy, when any energy worker does their work, they actually cord into the person or they energetically cord into the property. So then the paranormal beings can actually transfer to the person or into your home. So these beings know now through working with me a lot, and I'm sure it's out there in the paranormal grapevine, as I call it, that when Anna comes in to do a clearing, you must leave that property and you must stay out of her home. So after a few years of doing this work, I was shown the afterlife waiting room because I've done some psychic work. I've done some, some readings and used to do Akashic readings, numerology, palmistry, that sort of thing. So I've got a good connection with the guys upstairs, I call them management. So management showed me a space in the afterlife waiting room. So when people leave their bodies or when these energy beings, these lower vibrational beings decide through free will, it has to be free will. I can't make them do anything because then that creates disrespect. So it has to be through their free will is that they are able to go to a place in the afterlife waiting room that I call the healing space. It is simply a space that is put aside just for the dark and the demonic level beings because they can't enter into mass consciousness until they raise their vibration. It is simply just oil and water. It just doesn't mix. But they know now through watching others of their vibration, that they actually simply step up to what I call the threshold. And there are a couple of their supporters are there. So there's a couple of 
the very heavy, dark or demonic level beams, if you want to look at them that way. There's a couple of the very high ranking dark energy beings present at the threshold. So these dark and demonic level beings can actually step up and go, oh, so if they're there, I'm going to be safe. Because I've had resistors and I've been clearing homes and I'm like, you don't want to go back out. You've had enough of the earth environment, but you don't want to go to the healing space. What is the problem? And I heard in my head in a very gravelly kind of voice, I heard the word punishment. And I went, no, no, absolutely no. You step over that threshold through your free will. There is no punishment, no retaliation. There is nothing negative that is going to happen to you. You are getting a new beginning. You are getting a, a fresh start. So you are getting a chance to evolve. And you'd be surprised now since, I think it's 2020, I'm getting so many of these beings that are, I'm sick of being in the earth reality. I just, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. I'm really, really tired. And they're actually through free will, stepping up to this threshold line as I see it and just surrendering themselves and just stepping over that line. And they go into this healing space. Now, when they actually come out of there, I have no idea. It's actually not my business. And they won't give you any more information than you need to know. Yes, so there is a space for them where they can go to evolve, which I find really exciting because I talk to people a lot through my podcast and through my YouTube channel. Dark and demonic beings at the point of creation, this is how I explain it, they were the same as the higher vibrational beings. So they were all just one vibration. And for some reason, there needed to be a differentiation between light and dark. They both teach us about different aspects of ourselves. So some of these neutral energy beings sort of put their hand up like, all right, I'll go to the dark realm. I'll go and do the dark work. So there was that choice of having a different job description if you want to put it that way and then some of these dark and demonic beings they still have soul energy i've actually seen their soul energy it's just amazing in the early days when i was doing this work i would do what i called grounding them i was shown this amazing amazing golden rod which simply came out of the sky it's like one of those things you would imagine you would see coming from the heavens and this golden rod would magnetically attach to these dark energy beings and simply insert them into the ground, into the earth reality. They would just settle down. It's almost like they're being, oh, I don't like using these words, recycled or they're releasing their darkness into the earth so it can be composted if you want to look at it that way. And a couple of times I saw as these dark and demonic beings were being lowered into the earth, that all that encrusted darkness that had been around them for eons simply flaked away. And within that being, within the chest, sort of the solar plexus, the heart area, was this little ball of light. And it simply just went, way it went. And I was like, whoa, that was a trippy experience. <laughs> so then it got me thinking. So dark and demonic beings 
are actually light beings. And this is where all this information was downloaded to me about this point of creation and where they all came from and why they're here. They teach us about the darkness within us. So my resentment as an example, that's that's a dark emotion. Like to resent people is like, I've gone through different stages. It used to be conflict and it used to be hostility, but it's not outward hostility. You're not being hostile towards people. It's ruminating in the thoughts. The thoughts create energy before anything else does. So I would create that hostility and that conflict. And I worked on that and that kind of all sort of dissipated. And now I'm stuck with working on resentment. Could you give us some signs that might indicate that you have these attachments or that a clearing would be good for you? Okay. This is part of the reason why I wrote my book, because I dedicated a whole chapter to signs and symptoms. But I can talk about some of the basic ones today. Changes in sleep patterns that aren't medical or a mental health issue. So I'm going to backtrack slightly. Before we talk about signs and symptoms of paranormal attachment, I always say to people, see your doctor, have your blood tests, see your mental health professional. Are there any underlying psychological issues that are causing the disruption in your life? If those two areas come back, you know, you're okay from our perspective. It's got to be energetic. So energetic is always third on the list. And I've actually referred clients to see medical professionals before I work with them. I'm like, I'm happy to work with you, but you need to do this first. Because I pick up through emails, through talking to the person. I'm like, I think this is a mental health issue. And I'm not medically trained. I don't prescribed to say that I am a doctor or a mental health worker. I will send clients to see those first. So if they come back clear, I just needed to make that little disclaimer because that is really, really important that people never assume that an issue is paranormal until they have covered the other aspects. So some of the common things that I find is sleep issues. People will start having nightmares. They've moved into a new house and all of a sudden, People are having nightmares. They feel like someone is standing over them in bed, like there's an energetic, there's something watching you. They feel unwell in themselves, but they can't pinpoint what it is. They may feel like they've got brain fog. They can't focus. They don't, they just can't work out what it is. And they've seen their doctors and so forth. So they know it's not a medical issue. Because paranormal beings can affect our physical body, our organs, our chakras, our meridian lines, and our energy field. So when I do my energy clearing work, I delve into all of those areas. I've actually had pains come into my body, and I'm like, that's weird. Where is that coming from? And I've just seen a client or a friend who I know is going through some trauma, and I'm like, check myself. Yep, I've absorbed her emotions. Those emotions have gone to a particular part of my body and then paranormal beings are coming in. Now, that's taken me a lot of years to be that energetically sensitive, to understand the changes. So changes in sleep patterns, eating patterns is an interesting one. I'll give a, an interesting example here and you'll see why. I have a friend who does low carb. She's like me. We're looking after our bodies. She went to a party one night 
And she didn't eat anything inappropriate, but she was around some people that made her feel unwell, unwell in the mind and the body. So she was having the brain fog and feeling a bit sort of wobbly in the head and her stomach was hurting. So she thought, you know, I'm just tired. I'm just going to say goodbye and I'll go home now. She didn't sleep very well. The next day she was doing her grocery shopping because she has a food trigger. Now, for some people, food can be a trigger. She doesn't know why, but she found herself buying a pavlova, which is a very sweet, crunchy on the outside, marshmallow on the inside type cake we have here in Australia. And she doesn't know why she bought it, but she she just bought it. And she got home and she's like, I don't know what I've got that here. I'll just put it in the fridge. Within an hour, she'd gone to the fridge and she was eating it with a fork straight out of the packet. And she'd eaten so much of it, she felt really sick. She thought, I don't know, what. why am I doing this? I just don't understand. Contacted me and she said, look, you know I'm doing low carb. Yep. And I could tell through talking to her there was something attached to her because that's how sensitive I am. I pick paranormal beings up through uh, emails, phone calls, text messages, websites, Zoom calls, all sorts of things. I'm just that sensitive. And I said to her, look, I think you may have something attached to you. She's like, yeah, I know. I can. I feel, she said her body was vibrating in a different way. And if you've ever experienced that, you'll understand. Like she felt shaky, like she had the flu, but she wasn't sick. And she and I have worked a lot together. So we know she doesn't have mental health issues and that her blood tests and everything are okay from the doctor. So she went, I need to get you to do a clearing for me. She had picked up three because these beings always travel in groups, never one, never, ever one. They travel in groups of three, five or eight usually. The more you have, the worse you feel. And she had a group of eight that attached to her at the party. They'd come from someone else who was using her because she's a very lovely lady, very sympathetic. She got emotionally drawn into someone offloading all the drama in their life, you know, and this is a key point. You've got to put your shield up. You just do not pick up other people's emotional baggage because this is a draw card for some people for these beings. So this lady went home feeling unwell because she'd absorbed all this lady's emotional baggage. And because these paranormal beings know that her trigger is food, she found herself scoffing down, you know, half a very large pavlova. And for her, she realised, oh, this is an energetic thing. Because I'd worked with her a lot. She'd watched my YouTube channel, listened to my podcast and went, something not right here. I'm not scared. I'm not frightened. Because these beings, like we've talked about, they don't harm us. We're a food source. You know, what predator is going to hurt their continual food source? They're just going to poke us to create more emotions. So anyway, I did the energetic clearing for her. I think there was five to eight of them. And they were positioned within her brain because her her brain, the food trigger within her was within her thinking. So I tuned in and asked with my dowsing where these beings were. Because they can be in all aspects. They're really good at hiding. They're very sneaky. I'll give them that. They're really sneaky conniving because they want to stay with us. Anyway, so these five to eight beings were within her brain. When I located them, located the emotions that she'd absorbed from this other lady at the party, 
cleared the emotions and the paranormal beings go, well, I don't want to be here. You know, I'm going. I'm like, fine, you can go. And once you remove those imprints, away they went. They simply left because the food source was removed. Within 30 minutes, because it's never instant, recovery is never instant from these beings being within your space because they mess with your energy. I know because I'm, I'm sensitive for when they're in and when they're out. It takes between 15 to 30 minutes for your body to settle and then you go, feel like me again. So she knows now that food is a trigger for her. And if she finds herself in the supermarket buying things that are just totally inappropriate for her diet or her, her food allergies or, you know, people like that, she goes, okay, so there's something attached to me. And they're not to be frightened of. Seriously, we're just a food source. They're not going to harm us like we have seen in society. Have They've been portrayed as evil and they're going to hurt us and throw you across the room and all those horrible things people see in movies. That's horror. It's not paranormal. There is two very defined differences. So sleeping patterns, eating patterns, behavioural patterns with your partners. If there's issues with paranormal beings in your house, pet behaviours will change. Pets won't eat. They'll hide. They can be aggressive. This is the same for people. Like my example earlier with my friend who got very angry. It's, it's a change in your normal habits. It is a very defined change in your habits. So if you normally sleep well and all of a sudden you've got insomnia, you're having nightmares, really horrible nightmares are a classic sign of paranormal presence. I'm wondering what happens if someone suspects they have an attachment, if they have fear thinking, oh my God, this is a demon and they go into the kind of horror archetype well they're going to create fear paranoia anxiety worry distress helplessness any whatever their trigger emotion is because we all have probably two or three trigger emotions they're going to create that this is why i wrote the book and why i do my my education online is not to be frightened of them not to be frightened of them i'll give you another example i had a man who lives in tasmania he found me through google and he's like i need you to come and do a house clearing and i'm like yep that's great we can do that i actually technically don't need to come to your home because i do all this work remotely because energy work energy just travels with permission you can energetically connect with a person or a place you have to do it with permission so we organized to do this clearing for him and i did let him know as we were having our phone call he said, oh, the house, the house started changing. It started feeling different. The paranormal beings listen to our conversations. They observe us all the time. And I said to him, look, it's okay. Don't be frightened of them. It's now time for them to move house. It's like being evicted, but I do it in a nice way. So there's no retaliation from them. And I've had two emails from him since. And he said that uh, the internet's now not working. And he said the lights are flickering constantly. And I said, just talk to them. And just say to them, because they would have heard our conversation. I just said to him, just talk to them and say, look, you know what? We've been here a couple of years now. Your presence is affecting my two-year-old son's sleep. 
that was one of their key issues was that their two-year-old was having really bad nightmares. And a child at that age, it's not a normal thing for children to have really serious nightmares and insomnia and can't sleep and walking around the house and like just really distressed because of the sleep issues. So I said to him, just sit down with a cup of tea and just have a chat to them. Just talk to them like you would your friends, your family, because remember what you put out is what you get back. So if you treat them respectfully, they're going to get the message and know that now it's time to leave. Because people find quite often they have those examples that I've just given, or all of a sudden a pipe will burst in the house or the hot water cylinder will stop working. They just get annoyed. You know, they do what Australians call, they get their knickers in a twist because they don't want to move out. Because I've been professionally, this is how I explain it to them, I have been professionally employed to clear this address. It's just now time for you to move elsewhere. So this comes to the thing of people who talk about demon slaying. Like seriously, that is such a bad term. They really, really don't like that. This is the dark and the demonic beings because it's not respectful. Paranormal beings prefer, they choose through free will to either go to the healing space or they must leave the property. That is only two options they're given. So they have to go because I've been professionally employed to clear this property of paranormal beings and so forth. So it's like signing a little contract and then, or an agreement is probably a better word. They know now that there's this universal agreement that when Anna comes into a home, they simply have to leave. Now, don't be horrified, but I've only been professionally employed to clear that property. They can go anywhere else. I had a whole bunch of them one day. I don't hear them talk to me very often, but they actually said to me, we're going next door, into the house next door. And I'm like, okay, I can't do anything about that because I've only been given professional uh, leeway to work with that particular home. So I was clearing this home one day and there was quite a few because there'd been something like six tenants, people who'd grown marijuana, it was an ex-drug house and there was all this really negative stuff. So lots of paranormal beings present. And I said to them, do you wish to transition into the healing space? This is when I do each individual room. It's really taxing work because you go through every individual room, clear every single emotional imprint, trauma imprint, and other aspects like portal, black magic, curses, spells, all sorts of things that get created in our homes. So I cleared this particular room and I said to these beings, do you wish to transition into the healing space? No, said my pendulum. So you want to go back out in the environment. And they said, as a collective, yeah, we're going next door. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It's not funny for the people next door, but I can't do anything about that because I've only been professionally given clearance to clear that home. Or another group decided they were going down the pub. They're like, yeah, we're going down the pub. And I thought, oh, well, good on you. Off you go. Because, you know, that is that thing is I can't interfere with the pub. I can't interfere with next door because that's a karmic backlash for me because I haven't been professionally employed to clear that property. So they just go back out in the environment. Now that can be anywhere like those two examples I've just given, but that is the nature of this work is that you don't slay them. You don't hurt them. You don't harm them. In the early days, 
that's where I started. And I learned the hard way that we do not hurt or harm anything because I had interrupted sleep, issues in the house. It was just horrible. And I went, you know what? This isn't the approach I want to use. What I was doing was mimicking what other people do, what other energy clearers do that still have issues in their houses. And it's because you upset these beings. There are literally millions of them, you know, and they're going to put out their radar, you know, go to this address. They're giving us a hard time. They've been disrespectful. So then you get that retaliation of, you know, all sorts of issues happening in your home. So I find the nice way. The respectful way actually works really, really well. And there's only maybe 1% that are a little bit naughty because they know that I treat them well. They must treat me well because that is the universal law. You have so many amazing stories and it is good to educate yourself about this aspect of creation because we're sharing space with them. Yes, very much so. If we just understand, see, they affect us because we have things to work on within ourselves. And when we recognize that and go, okay, I need to own my resentment or own my anger. Now, what am I going to do about it? We're actually raising our vibration. So dark and demonic level beings, lower vibrational beings, teach us about ourselves and the way that we think, the way that we speak, the way that we react our choices. So I actually find them really good teachers. I've learned a lot about them. Well, I've learned a lot about myself through having to deal with them all these years now. Anna, if people want to know more about your work, where can we send them? Ah, they can go to my website. It's spiritual, B-E with a hyphen, I-N-G. So spiritual being, but there's a hyphen between the B-E and the ing spiritualbeing.com.au and they can find me on YouTube at Anna Schmidt Paranormal Specialist and my podcast which is Perfectly Paranormal where I tell very relatable stories and I share information like I've shared today. It's just about educating people in a non-fear-based way. And Anna, what is your book called? Ah, my book is called The Darkness Around Us. And it teaches people about understanding the darkness so you can live in the light. And it defines different levels of dark energy beings just so you can understand what you're dealing with. It, there's a whole chapter on signs and symptoms. There's another chapter on attachment methods for people and places. I do give people some suggestions or some simple solutions that they can use to move spirits from their home or sometimes the dark energy beings, depending on what they're attached to in the home. I also talk about paranormal addiction because people quite often find they have these beings in their homes because they have the books, they watch the movies, they watch the paranormal investigations. They're totally enthralled with the paranormal world. So you put that vibe out there, they're going to come to you. So I talk about paranormal addiction. And chapter six is all about where they go when they're cleared from the environment. Thank you so much for being my guest. You're absolutely welcome. It's my passion. It's my life. And I'm just here to help educate people. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exploring the Mystical Side of Life. You will find all of our conversations on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. 
come visit me at thoughtchange.com. Pick up your copy of Learning to Listen. While you're there, check out my program, Alchemy from the Inside Out. Time to bring a little magic and transformation into your life. That's it for this week. We'll see you again next time. Bye for now. Thank you.